Africa's education policy reform, what are the building blocks to kick started? This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your Pulse on Everything Business in Africa. I'm Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The COVID-19 pandemic brought to the fore huge education inequalities that exist and also started conversations on tailor-making education systems that work at different community levels. This conversation had already been happening on the African continent as countries have been trying to rewrite what a holistic education looks like. At the World Innovation Summit for Education, Ben Nelson, founder of Minerva University, answers the question around what Africa's education reforms should look like. Budgetary items are important to focus, but they're not a panacea. Drawing money to a problem is not, uh, is not going to be a solution. Again, you have to focus on, on the core part. I'd have a few pieces of advice. Piece number one, and, and we can look at this in every um, uh, 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 a case study of a country that is lagging the world where technological innovation comes in, countries that lag their peer or other, other um, uh, countries succeed not when they follow those other countries, but when they leave from, right? Think about uh, mobile payments, right? Now, Africa led the world in mobile payments. Why? Because uh, 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 physical payments were lagging so much, right? The infrastructure was so bad, right, for wireline payments that the concept of trying to catch up with the rest of the world on, on physical payments or wireline payments was so daunting that obviously being able to leapfrog with a new technology enabled, uh, uh, it, it just exploded because the lack of infrastructure in one area um, enabled infrastructure to occur in another. I have the same view of education. The whole world is focused on an 11th century medieval European model of ineffective transmission of knowledge. Africa has the opportunity to say, yeah, 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 yeah. You keep doing that. We're going to take a hard uh, leapfrog, right? And we're going to actually think about applications of knowledge. So that opportunity that is clear and present right now is not to Harvard Chase, right? Which is an impossible uh, uh, thing to achieve. You'll, it'll always be, you know, um, uh, that, that uh, uh, they'll always be kind of far ahead. They have too much decades, centuries of head start and unlimited money and all the rest and tradition. And instead say, let's look at all the things they do poorly and let's just implement things that are done better. How does the continent then work to its standardized policy that encompasses knowledge-based teaching? All too often, and I don't know where, the, um, where this kind of uh, narrative comes, but all too often there is a, uh, a conflation of the 
real challenge of post-colonial societies in in getting to core truths about history and you know uh, sociology and all all these other things. And there's often a conflation of that with a rejection of you know scientific principles and mathematics and things like that. That is a losing battle. Um, and it is a massively destructive uh, to Africa uh, narrative, right? Um, which is that somehow there needs to be some kind of, you know, African approach to math as if there is a European approach to math, which is non-existent. Right, math is a theoretical language. It was primarily developed in the Middle East. It was, you know, it was not not a European uh, 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 approach in any way. But it is a, um, but but there needs to be some kind of embracing, right? If you think about global competitiveness, if you think about being in uh, uh, an area of um, of of excelling, there has to be a kind of a full throated embrace of those things that are standard globally, right? Rather than kind of creating this uh, highly privileged narrative, right? As if, uh, as if countries can just opt out of uh, vast swaths of human knowledge and say, yeah, 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 we, we don't, we don't want to accept that. And, you know, it's it's a minority voice. It's not a it's not a majoritarian perspective in Africa, but it is one that is increasing in vociferousness, and it has really negative ramifications for the continent. It gets a, a good toll um, in this problem. So I think that's kind of a second thing to watch out. That was Ben Nelson, founder of Minerva University. And look at the other stories making it into the podcast. Consumer prices in Rwanda fell 3.4% year-on-year in November of 2021, following a 3.3% decrease in October. It marked the fifth consecutive month of deflation and the steepest fall in consumer prices since October of 2018. Main downward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages. On a monthly basis, consumer prices declined 0.9% after edging down 0.1% in the previous month. Now, Emirates has announced the suspension of flight operations to Nigeria indefinitely. The Dubai-based airline said it took the action in response to a restriction by the Nigerian government limiting its flights to the country to just once a week. The government on Thursday last week limited the carrier's daily flights to Abuja to a single run a week and denied approval for the airline's winter schedule. The Director General of Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority, Musa Nuhu, said government took a step after authorities in the United Arab Emirates denied Nigeria, Nigeria's only carrier to Dubai airpiece, the three frequencies it requested. The World Bank Group considers corruption a major challenge to its twin goals of ending extreme poverty by 2030 and boosting shared prosperity for the poorest people in developing countries. According to the lender, COVID-19 is estimated to have pushed an additional 88 million to 115 million people into extreme poverty this year, with the total rising to as many as 150 million by 2021, depending on the severity of the economic contraction. 
Now, World Bank demonstrated the negative effect of corruption on the economy, saying that the vice in procurement of drugs and medical equipment, for instance, drives up the cost and can lead to substandard or harmful products. According to World Bank, empirical studies have shown that the poor pay the highest percentage of their incomes in bribes, and some studies have suggested that the poor may even be preyed upon rather since they are seen as powerless to complain. To limit the vice, World Bank has been taking stringent measures against organizations and states that are doing less to combat corruption. Arabica coffee futures on the International Commodity Exchange dropped to $2.4 from a 10-year high of $2.5, touched on December 6th amid expectations of lower demand and better supply chain connecting top exporters to consumers. Uncertainty of global economic recovery brought by the highly contagious Omicron variant dented demand expectations for soft commodities while investors worry that the pandemic-related restriction measures may result in closures of restaurants and cafes. Meanwhile, S&P, Global Plots and analysts expect a gradual improvement on the maritime transportation sector driven by higher container capacity. Now look at some of the stories we'll be looking at this week. On December 11th, we'll be looking at Ethiopia due to make coupon payments on eurobonds. December 14th, Uganda interest rate decision, South Africa consumer confidence results for the fourth quarter will also be out. Botswana inflation for November and also we'll keep our eyes peeled for Africa Centre for Disease Control uh, while it starts its first international conference on public health in Africa. December 15th, the things to look out for, South Africa inflation the PPI for November, non-farm payrolls and the Reserve Bank quarterly bulletin for quarter three. We'll also be looking at Namibia, Ghana and Nigeria inflation numbers for November, Mauritius interest rate decision, IMF starting its meeting to discuss loan programs for Congo and Kenya. December 16th, Namibia GDP for quarter three. December 17th, Botswana GDP numbers for quarter three. And we'll also be keeping our eyes peeled for Senegal hosting the first oil and gas conference with the PEC Secretary General among speakers. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at Withadong on Twitter. <laughs>